Welcome to Everything Co-op, bringing you information on how cooperatives can help improve your quality of life. This show is being sponsored by the National Co-op Bank, NCB. The NCB is dedicated to strengthening communities nationwide for the delivery of banking and financial services for the nation's cooperatives, their members, and other socially responsible organizations. For more information on the power of community ownership, visit ncb.coop. That's ncb.coop. Now stay tuned for your host, Vernon Oaks. Good morning, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. The program is Everything Co-op. Welcome this morning. We have Mr. William Spriggs on the line with us this morning. Good morning, Mr. Spriggs. How are you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you, uh, Vernon. And yourself? I'm doing great, 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 great. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you are on. Glad you made it. Now, how big is Bermuda? Well, uh, we're 20 square miles. Um, the island is shaped like a fish hook. Uh, we're talking 65,000 people. So, yeah, you know, um, you know, nine parishes, uh, St. George's, Hamilton, uh, Smith's, Devonshire. I'm going from the east going west to Pembroke, Paget, close to um, Hamilton. You know, uh, that's the heart of the city with a cruise boat stock and our front streets or our city um, harbor is, uh, is right in Hamilton. And then going um, um, westward, that's Paget, uh, Warwick, Southampton, and um and Sands Parish, yeah, so not big at all, but, um, you know, big enough for a lot of action and, you know, certainly um, a thriving economy in the middle of the Atlantic. And from from the U.S., uh, I go due yeah. east from where? Yeah, from? yeah, we're talking um, 600 miles or so off the coast of North Carolina, yeah. So, yeah, we're talking um, Bermuda, New York, um, two hours, Bermuda, Atlanta, two hours and a bit, yeah. Just a short hop. So you got 65,000 people. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, racially, we're probably talking about a good 55, 60% black, uh, 30% white. And then I guess the uh, the balance would kind of fall into a mixed um, Asian and um, whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're pretty joined up here and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I mean, major economies would be uh, tourism, obviously, but that's been overtaken. Um, by international business, um, uh, you know, financial markets and whatnot. Yeah, you know, so um, so we have a great deal of um, expatriates um, here, you know, working in the financial services sector, and certainly, um, yeah, that's um, you know, those two economies would be our, and they would say like the third economy, and would you know would almost be um, our nonprofit charity sector. Yeah. Okay. And how did blacks get to Bermuda? <laughs> That's a that's an interesting question. Uh, well, you know, we are a British um, territory and whatnot, and, um, you know, that's more of a historical um, discussion, so to speak. But, um, you know, um, a huge influx from the Caribbean and all sorts of other, um, you know, U.S. Um, avenues that I really don't want to go down that route in terms of dates and times and all those types of things there, yeah. But, but did you have slavery in Bermuda, or did folks just leave slavery and come to Bermuda? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, the whole kind of you know indentured servants and whatnot. Um, I guess if we go back to uh, you know fifteen, sixteen hundreds, you know, absolutely. But um, you know, you know, but we do have our holidays, holidays in regards to celebrating um, emancipation and and um, all sorts of celebrations on that like. Okay. The reason I asked, I wanted to start. I want to get a sense 
both for me and the view of where Bermuda is. And I like your shape of the fish hook of 65,000 people, 20 square miles. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it was 55% black. I didn't know it was that high. Yeah, yeah, 55 to 60 or so. Uh-huh. Okay. And what's your what's your government structure? Yeah, so, uh, you, well, we have two major governments at the moment, the Progressive Labor Party, um, and they're in power now, and the uh, One Bermuda Alliance, the OBA, and um, any ruling government would stay in for four years, and then and there's a, a new election or so. Um um, Britain um, has um, pretty much sends a governor. Um, every well, you know, the governor's here until a new governor is minted. Um, you know, the other one, you know, the current governor is moved on and whatnot. So it's really a, um, a figurehead, so to speak. And um, the government would have the powers, you know, the general powers over police um, in conjunction with the government ministers. And so the ministers are, um, you know, pretty much. Um, um, have the have the um, authority to be able to uh, pretty much manage their departments under them. So we're talking, um, you know, security, policing, you know, judicial, um, you know, community services, um, immigration, and the like. And so, um, and so that's pretty much our structure and whatnot in, in regards to um, uh, a figurehead governor, um, you know, minted by Britain, but um, the ruling party would um, pretty much, um, you know, be in power until they are ruled out or, you know, just continue every four years. Okay. And so which one of those departments do you work under? Yeah, I'm with the, um, uh, the Ministry of Economic Development, and so our department is uh, the Bermuda Economic Development Corporation. And, um, and we've been, well, we've morphed from, you know, uh, our previous name was Bermuda Small Business Development. And so we've, you know, we pretty much grew up to be able to handle the mandate of medium-sized business. So small businesses, pretty much sales under a million dollars, um, under ten employees, owner-managed, not dominant in the industry. Uh, you know, payroll tax um, under two hundred fifty thousand dollars so a year. That loose criteria, and a medium-sized business is um, over one million dollars to sales up to say five million or so. And so uh, we kind of the whole show for you know small and medium-sized business um, we manage the vendor markets on the island we also manage three economic empowerment zones uh, we have financial instruments that support small and medium-sized business we do loan guarantees that's our pretty much staple product we can guarantee up to 65 percent of a loan our maximum guarantee is two hundred thousand uh, dollars we also do micro loans debt consolidation loans sports loans uh, you know for sports clubs we have you know, various concessions within those economics, um, economic empowerment zones to be able to incentivize and to be able to um, you know, motivate businesses to be able to come into the zones, customs duty deferrals, um, you know, payroll tax subsidies, and things like that. Mm-hmm. We've got a small team, 10, 12 people, um, and we do a great work. You know, we have a Global Entrepreneurship Month in November, you know, the kind of U.S.-wide, it's for one week. But we get a little greedy here and do a whole month of activities and kind of burn our, and burn ourselves out and whatnot, you know. So we're just finishing up that, you know, up now and all sorts of partnerships with all sorts of um, great, um, you know, partnering entities that, um, you know, that we join and, uh, and certainly do all sorts of wonderful events and seminars and learning experiences for, for our, you know, Bermudians. So the Minister of Economic Development, is that the person that said they wanted to create co-ops in Bermuda? Well, that's the government, the whole kind of, 
you know, progressive labor party um, platform, the desire to be able to, um, you know, create and grow crops was part of their platform. So I wouldn't say it was any one particular minister. You know, the minister, well, the quote-unquote minister now of our department has just changed, um, is the premier. So the premier of Bermuda, I know the Honorable David Burt, is um, so our department kind of falls up under his particular remit um, at the moment. And, um, you know, so, you know, that's, so that was kind of late last year, you know, the, you know, the PLP uh, um, introduced, you know, their mandate for co-ops, and it just kind of naturally fell within our department, the Bermuda Economic Development Corporation, to be able to, to be able to, um, you know, deliver on that. And we've been doing that ever since in terms of the research and all that. What is the mandate? Uh, yeah, I mean, the mandate is to be able to um, develop um, the cooperative inf- infrastructure and foundation for cooperatives to thrive. So that's looking at, um, you know, what does it take to be able to, you know, what are the pylons in the ground? Um, you know, what's the concrete, uh, to, you know, to allow cooperatives to be able to kind of build strong structures to be able to grow. And so as a part of that, um, obviously, it's legislation. So looking at our current um, legislation on the books and, um, and what needs to be changed or what new legislation needs to be minted. And so, you know, kind of to that end, we've looked at various legislations, um, you know, I mean, just tons of stuff out there. And what I was, um, you know, slightly surprised about that there's, um, you know, virtually no warehouse that a new cooperative developer, and perhaps there is, and I just don't know about it because I'm very green. So, um, you know, um, you know, to, you know, to all the listening audience, you know, just to be able to kind of cut in just quickly um, um, on this question, Brennan is that we have no co-ops in the island. We have no infrastructure. We have one Bermuda Credit Union. Obviously, they have an act unto themselves. And so we have kind of virgin territory to be able to grow co-ops. And so to that end, uh, for someone like myself and our department to say, hey, you know, um, what's best practice legislation out there that gives a new ecosystem the widest range to develop a diverse range of co-ops, not just worker co-ops? Where can I go? So we've looked at Wisconsin, and I've kind of been up there to the cooperative works and Alex Stone and all the great people up there and being able to look at other, um, um, you know, U.S. states that have more robust um, um, legislation. So we've looked at that. And, um, and, and, you know, so that's just kind of one big branch on the tree in terms of the foundation and infrastructure. Another one would be, you know, certainly, um, you know, the educational campaign. And that's kind of what we're in now is it's just, you know, really kind of rolling out some just great, solid um, um, knowledge, uh, you know, for a community. What is a co-op? How do I get started? It's a co-op for me, types of co-ops, things like that. And so we've, um, you know, we've, um, you know, we started that, um, you know, earlier this month um, just by having in Dr. Julian Manley from the UK with the Preston model. We can talk more about him in a minute. And so, um, you know, legislation, um, um, you know, training and development and looking at, you know, certainly kind of just working with where Bermudians are at. I mean, you know, cooperative economics may be a new term for many Bermudians, but cooperating economically is not. Mm-hmm. And so and so we have many lodges and friendly societies, you know, many, you know, minted and, and have really kind of been transferred from Britain, you know, uh, early 1800s. Okay. You, know, Prince, you know, the Prince Albert Lodge and, you know, all these lodge names that were really kind of, you know, set up as sister lodges to their, you know, to their, um, uh, you know, their connections in Britain. Well, we have, we have, we have to take a break oh, sure. and, and we'll be we'll be right back. Fantastic. Uh, so we'll take a break and. 
please don't touch that dial. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about the principles and a little bit more about the structure you're talking about. WOL Washington, W240DJ Washington, 95.9, WPRS HD2 Waldorf, WKYS HD2 Washington, WMMJ HD2 Bethesda, and worldwide at WOLDCnews.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. The program is Everything Cooperative, and we have Mr. William Spriggs on the line with us. He's from Bermuda. He is in charge of looking at ways of creating co-ops on the island. Um, we've, we've established that Bermuda is 65,000 people. It's about 20 by 20 square miles. And 65% black, 30% white, and the balance is other. And they have only one co-op on the island right now, and that's a credit union. In the first segment, we talked about the different types of co-ops, whether they're consumer co-ops or worker cooperatives and credit unions are a consumer co-op or if they're purchasing co-ops or marketing co-ops. So we talked about them and he's looking at ways of creating an ecosystem, a system where the co-ops can strive and survive. So you were talking about going, yeah. you came to Wisconsin, you've been you looking yeah. at from England from standpoint. Yeah, no, I was I was answering your question. Uh, let me just bring it to a close uh, in regards to um, what is the BDIC charge with in regards to cooperative development. I was talking, and I had mentioned about legislation, and I had talked about Wisconsin, and certainly met, uh, you know my cooperative development training up there, um, and looking at you know they've got a from what I understand a fairly robust um, uh, you know legislative framework up there in other states and whatnot. And then I had talked about, um, I was talking about um, our educational campaign, uh, which we're kind of in now. I can talk about that a little later if you like. And then um, um, a third huge piece is our partnering, you know, and that's a, and that's a key element there um, to be able to kind of brand ourselves as a living experiment that is tapping into best practice worldwide and certainly engaging cooperative ecosystem practitioners and developers, people you know, people who are doing it, people who have um, um, are a part of their communities and can speak to, um, you know, five, ten years success or more that, hey, you know, these are lessons we've learned. Here's how we're doing it. These are the... You know, these are the worker cooperatives or all the types of cooperatives that are in place and they have a real success story to tell. And so, you know, we're engaging them on a number of fronts to be able to kind of partner and um, so that the world, looking at Bermuda, even though we're very much in our infancy now, very, um, um, you know, very early, as I, as I mentioned, um, can even though we're early, yeah, and, uh, you know, it, you can get something from Bermuda about how we're engaging these ecosystem developers and how we're creating innovative practices and programs and projects around cooperative development um, as, as far as our edu- educational campaigns and so that you know we're, you know and everything's being measured all the metrics in place and so that um, our living experiment is able to be exported so that we can engage uh, the UK and say well look you know it's not just about Bermuda uh, funding wise here's why it makes sense to be able to invest in Bermuda be a part of our cooperative ecosystem development because this is something that is exportable to the rest of the um, the Caribbean, especially mm-hmm. the British overseas territories. 
And, you know, and so we want to be able to kind of be on stage in three, four, five years and be able to say, hey, here's how we did it. Here's how we learned from the best and the brightest out there. Here's how we, you know, here's how we, 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 we looked at and we tapped into these great eco- ecosystems in, um, in, um, in Cincinnati and Preston and, and, and wherever else it makes sense. And here's how we adapted what we learned. Here's how we kind of morphed what we understood and made it Bermuda. All right. All right. Now tell me about the training you're doing, because the fifth principle is that cooperatives provide education and training for their members, elected representatives, management, employees, and the whole, the whole populace. So, yeah, we're not there yet in regards to the training inwardly into the inward co-op workers and owners and all that. We're really kind of educating a country, a nation here in Bermuda, you know, to be able to kind of under understand really what a co-op is. And so we had our first educational experience and I like the word experience because events just seem so mm-hmm. you know singular and kind of one track and and uh, what I shared at the, at the at our first event with Dr. Julian Manley is that you know these these experiences you know our time together over two two and a half three hours are you know can be life and business changing and so that's an experience to me and so so we had Dr. Manley in Dr. Julian Manley in from the UK um, to do a uh, November 20, um, you know, learning sharing, and we dubbed it an evening with Dr. Julian Manley. And so we did up a nice little kind of, you know, learning booklet for him, and that's being put up on our website as we speak. And, you know, it was titled The Preston Economic Model, Social Dreaming, and the Cooperative Community. Hmm. So he had a fantastic presentation, talked, um, you know, certainly um, some of the elements that they kind of borrowed from the Cleveland model. And um, certainly touched all on Mondragon, you know, because he used to work there back in the day and whatnot. And just, you know, as far as the videos and all the PowerPoint that he did was just fantastic. And then he moved into his Preston model and kind of really kind of hit that hard in regards to, um, you know, the anchor institutions being able to create new dialogue and contracts with them to be able to turn their economic spigots that were previously positioned um, outside the community after all the data and research and how they how we turn, you know, how they were all um, able to work together to be able to kind of um, um, invest and fund in a greater way within Preston, and certainly their five-year um, continuing success story, and and the audience uh, received that, you know, um, um, you know, in, in a very enthusiastic manner. Lots of questions went over. He was going to touch on his social dreaming, and do a public session with that. We didn't even kind of get to that, you know, we cut that short, and just really kind of work with the energy in the room because. You know, the audience, you know, attendees just wanted more of him in, in regards to the great dynamic with the Q&A. So that was, you know, that was that was a um, that was a whole great mix. Um, you know, the premier um, came and as well as about a good four or five ministers in his cabinet came, attended the oh, event. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, had some great photo ops and whatnot and um, um, had some great conversation. And we're going to get him back to be able to do a bit more uh, with us. So and certainly, um, you know, Dr. Manley and. His um, his um, his um, his university, you know, University of North Lancashire in Preston, being able to engage them. You know, they got research. Every university has a research arms, and they have graduate students and doctoral students and whatnot. They are looking for interesting projects to be able to kind of bite into, wrap their hands around and whatnot. And so wherever we can kind of you know create these MOUs to be able to partner with great people and you know certainly um, um institutions like the you know, like um, you know Dr. Manley's universities you know we're all about that 
and I just want to be able to speak to our, you know, just say a quick little thing to our listening audience is, um, is, is that if you or, you know, if you yourself or certainly your institution that you're a part of, if you feel that you can offer Bermuda something, um, you know, if you can create a value proposition with us, just say, hey, you know, you guys, on, on, on the very ground level where we're at now, we're willing to talk to you. You know, we, you know, we want to be able to dialogue around how can we create um, great partnerships to be able to grow Bermuda into what we know it can be. Sounds fantastic. And um, uh, Julian Manny, I just looked him up on, on the Preston model, so yep. I'm going to do a little bit more research on that in University of Central Lancaster. Yeah, thank you, Because a lot of this cooperative models, particularly the the cooperative principles, uh, came out of Europe. Frederick Douglass was a slave in Maryland, and he stole off and went to Europe. And the folks over there uh, helped him to get work, and they also gave him money so he bought his freedom and came back a free man and that's why he could be an orator in the 1850s and 60s because of the work of the cooperators in in England Um, Uh so it's been it's a great great history between African Americans blacks and and this co-op model and why but so I guess that gets to my question of why you guys want to do this co-op thing (laughs) well well um What's the ultimate the brief, benefit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the brief history, just to be able to answer your question, what's the ultimate benefit, is um, the Progressive Labor Party, you know, the PLP, you know, the ruling government, um, certainly with their with their linkages, you know, certainly, you know, a labor government, so the Bermuda Industrial Union, the Bermuda Credit Union, um, the, you know, the BIU, the Bermuda Industrial Union, um um, you know, certainly was the was the um, investor, landlord, partner, um, kind of sister company to the, or, or even owner. I'm just not sure what the actual um, um, organizational structure, but certainly um, um, the Bermuda Co-op. You know, that was our kind of fresh food co-op, if you will, um, some 20 years ago, which was in existence for 20 years. You know, and so that was their early experience with the cooperative um, 20 years ago. Uh, you know, and so it had you know good success before the introduction and the expansion of the local grocery stores now, which is pretty much a monopoly with mm. you know with the um, food provider called the marketplace. And we have a few gourmet stores as well, and whatnot. But the marketplace is a really chain that is that is the main uh, you know grocery provider of the island. And so they have a kind of history and you know and a connection in that and the uh, and the co-op before it was um it was closed you know had long successful roots within a smaller store within a different part of the island you know so kind of just keeping that history in mind and just just you know and just kind of keep in mind that the labor government you know is certainly looking to be able to expand um, economic you know opportunities for Bermudians kind of wholesale um, looks at the cooperative model and probably quite rightly as a as a vehicle as a as a tool for for Bermudians to um, avail themselves to to be able to spread the economic wealth. Um, everything in Bermuda is quite expensive if you're looking at a two bedroom a two bedroom cottage single story on a little quarter acre of land. You could pay four or five hundred and up. You know four to five hundred thousand. That's a 
absolutely, yeah. And don't talk about if you want to be close to town and Paget, you know, the parishes that I mentioned to you before that are close to Hamilton. You know, I mean, it's, it would be unlikely that you would find anything under six, seven hundred thousand dollars for a nice, you know, well-maintained Bermuda cottage on a quarter-acre land. And and you know, so we're talking Hong Kong, New York prices um, in Bermuda. And so if you're looking at that and you say, well, look, you know, well, you know, a, a housing co-op per se down the right way has real value. And so, you know, do I want to be able to, do I have that type of, uh, you know, wherewithal? And banks are going to require at least 20, 30% down, depending on how you're going to go about it. And certainly age and all that kind of factors in. And do I have 20% of four or 500 grand to be able to, you know, so, but could I, you know, but do I have 5,000? Do I have 10,000? Then I can be a part of something that I call my own and, and um, I'm an investor, I'm an owner, and I got to say in kind of what happens within my whole development. And so, you know, kind of spreading the economic pie, um, of, um, you know, um, enabling Bermudians to be a part of a, um, a greater particip- participation in the, in the whole economic wealth um, is certainly on their minds and a part of their whole mandate, you know. So um, it's a real reason, and it's, you know, it's timely, you know, for, um, you know, and then, you know, there are many retailers, and certainly um, in the island that, um, you know, I mean, if you don't make it at Christmas time and say, hey, that's my windfall for the year, I made 20, 30, 40 grand, it's worth it to me to be an entrepreneur, to kind of carry on my business. It could be a good reflection, and and and, and um, it could be timely for many, um, you know, retailers as well to say, hey, you know, I can still... You know, I can still be that. Um, I can still be the, um, you know, the owner, the, the 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 director, so to speak. I can still run my business um, in accordance with the whole, you know, democratic governance and whatnot. One worker, one vote. But I can still, you know, whether it's a salary like six to one, a mondragon, or something different, I can design something that morphs my business into a different structure where I can still have that entrepreneurial freedom. Yes, it's a bit different in regards to, um, um, you know, compensation or whatnot, but um, it's a model that I know can thrive and develop because I'm spreading my ownership. And I do have one or two employees that I love to be a part of my business in a more solid and um, and a more sustainable way. So the co-op model could really work for me. It could work. It could work for all of those reasons. And we're going to take our final break and we have another 15 minutes when we get back. So we'll be right back and get a little bit more information of why co-ops work in Bermuda. We'll be right back. Information is power. That's why the National Association, National Cooperative Bank is sponsoring this program to give you information about co-ops. The labor union, the progressive labor union party in Bermuda has this information about co-ops and that's why they're creating more and more co-ops to give the Bermudians, the everyday person, the ability to own a home, to pool their resources. They don't, may not have four or $500,000 to buy this two bedroom flat cottage on a little piece of land. They may not have that four hundred, five hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars, but if they have ten, twenty thousand dollars, something that they can pool, get twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred people to pool their money together, then they can build some kind of multifamily event and own a part of it. Same thing with Mr. Spriggs was saying before we took a break, if there is somebody that has a retail store, they might be they may be my age, Mr. Spriggs, and they want to sell their property, I mean, sell their business, and they can sell it to the employees. 
Yeah, they can and still be a part of it, you know. And so yeah. those are just two two branches. That, you know, just love to sell tree trunk branches. Those are just two branches on the on the on the possibilities, the opportunities within co-op development. Um, certainly on the island, you know, we have we have virtually no co-ops with the exception of the credit union, as I mentioned earlier. But whether it's retail, whether it's housing, whether it's healthcare. Whether it's, um, I mean, we can just go on and on. Energy, you know, food. We have, you know, for instance, I'm um, running. We have no bulk stores in which you can go in and lift that little plastic container up and take that plastic shovel and grains and rice and, you know, all sorts of kind of dry goods. We have nothing like that in the island. And so that might be, you know, as far as work, as far as a worker co op from mm-hmm. the ground up. Yeah, you know, that supermarket where I got the produce and I got, you know, meats and fish and all that and 10, 12, 15, you know, 20 staff, that might be down the road a bit. But I can start something that just makes sense and fill a need and solve a problem. You know, we're talking about um, um, you know, transportation. we got 600, and I guess in the States you would call them gold medallions. Well, here it's just a taxi, you know, permit. And it's and it's and it's um, it's a moratorium, yeah. So you can't get in unless you're buying somebody's permit. A permit is about ninety grand. Ninety. And that's ninety grand, yeah. And that's not and that's not including a car. So if you know you want a nice little eight seat eight seater Benz, you know, because you got these Benz taxis, these little kind of you know big vans, you know, you're gonna pay sixty seventy grand for that, you know, because the duty everything's dutyable, yeah, you know, custom duty. And so you know it's 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 pretty common taxi and a used um, uh, well um, taxi permit and a used car is going to run you one twenty one thirty one forty thousand and so but there's no you know the, but the taxi industry has kind of resisted it's just kind of you know the leadership just hasn't been present to have a taxi uh, a, ta- um, a taxi maintenance garage just you know tires oil changes. Um, um, all sorts of kind of, you know, just, um, you know, reusables and whatnot. Um, a taxi gas station. And so all taxis are going to either go to, you know, the two major gas stations, you know, gas providers in the island. And, you know, these are just kind of easy, easy, and not to mention, you know, the whole kind of, uh, you know, purchasing co-ops that can create um, just new relationships and understandings, MOUs, with the government, and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, and so these are all opportunities. Um, so I just didn't want to kind of just leave it there as far as housing and whatnot, but right. huge opportunities on all types of co-ops, around, you know, you know, worker purchasing, uh, you know, you name it. So, so do you have farming? How do you get your food? Do do you farm your own food, or you bring it yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, <clears throat> how it kind of works is um, obviously with supermarkets, most of the food is bought in. Um, but from the produce side, you have um, you know you have generational farmers that uh, have these plots of land. It could be a quarter acre, it could be a half acre, um, acre on occasion here and there all around the island. And um, if if you know if it's a bumper time for carrots and whatnot, and then you know supermarkets will buy locally and be able to kind of bring in what else they need. And so that just kind of guarantees um, you know on the ag side that local produce. Has a um, has an unblocked highway for um, the food um, to to plate you know to one's plate in Bermuda, but mostly you know we have no ex- you know we have no exports so to speak um, you know perhaps one of the one of our more notable exports is Bermuda black rum, and oh. that's why the Gos- you know that's why the Gosling's family um, you know they've been in the business I believe since the 1800s and whatnot. And, and and we have a small, you know, we have other small producers like, you know, Horton's rum cakes. 
um, other British cherry peppers. And these are kind of, you know, just local manufacturers that do a fantastic job of exporting these little niche-type products. Well, because we thought I asked you about the farming because they could create a purchasing, uh, a marketing co-op, these different uh, folks with the acre, a quarter acre of land. And uh, if they had a, a, a co-op where they had a group of people that could help them put value to whatever they're selling and then sell it to the, to the market or sell it directly to the customer and the consumer or to the food co-op that may, may come up one day. And they find yeah. some ways there to do it too. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite possible. It's just that, you know, um, 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 you know, the islands are small again, right? And so you, you know, so, so like, um, say one of our, say one of our, um, um, uh, you know, food producers, Amaral's produce. And so that's a family business that, you know, that pretty much, um, 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 you know, works the land. And many of these, um, these little small farms, um, uh, Vernon, are going to have a little stand right by the road. So every Friday, Saturday, they're out, mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. you know, are picking, bagging, and coming right to the, and, you know, Bermudians just drive by and say, yeah, give me that, give me that, you know, a couple of hats of squash and this and that, lettuce and whatnot, and off they go. And then they got the relationship directly with the store. So okay. they would be very resistant to anybody, any middle something that kind of dilutes one cent of the system that's been working for them for, for dozens of years, you know. I, I want to uh, bring your attention to, when you talked about your training, the, the National Association of Housing Co-op has a publication called Cooperative Housing Journal. Cooperative Housing Journal, yeah. And um, my, one of my mentors in this world, a guy named Herb Fisher, he wrote an article called Why Cooperatives, How Housing Cooperatives Should Get Support Instead of Rental Housing. And there's a lot of reasons why, and you've mentioned the, the home ownership, mm-hmm. but people do feel better when they belong to a co-op and they belong to a community and they have say so. They have say yeah. in what happens in that community. They create their own policies and procedures. And so they they function a lot better. better. I don't know if, if the Bermudian government put money in making rental housing or any kind of funds, but we found that in the, in the U.S., uh, HUD and the U.S. government spends more money in rental housing than they do in co-op housing. But co-ops yeah. outperform rental housing in every aspect you can think of. Every aspect. Well, well that's that's great to know. We do have a Bermuda Housing Corporation that's similar to BEDC, our organization. They are a Quango, you know, quasi um, autonomous government organization. You know, pretty much all that means is that we have power to elect our own boards. Um, higher and fire, but we still got a government grant, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like in and out. And so the housing corporation um, is really the entity that uh, manages and owns a body of Bermuda real estate and rents to individuals that will qualify according to their mandate. And then, yeah, and from time to time, they would actually sell um, 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 part of their stock to Bermudians as well. But Vernon, I just want to hit real quick. I'm not sure how much time we have. I know it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, um, it's coming down. Yeah. So uh, we're so excited to be able to host the One Worker, One Vote and LKS um, Collaborative. Um, so that team, Michael Pack, um, you know, Bill Generat, Carmen um, Heretis, Christian Barker, Ivan Zugatsky, and Chris Cooper are all, those six individuals are all coming down to Bermuda this Sunday. And so from Monday on, uh, we'll be meeting, dialoguing, engaging, creating with a number of Bermuda stakeholders and our key kind of 
pylons throughout the industry and whatnot as far as community, um, you know, donors, um, investors, um, 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 all sorts of, um, you know, all, um, you know, the main Bermuda kind of housing, all the individuals that I had mentioned there was as far as, far as directors and um, all sorts of executive to be able to kind of better understand Bermuda, um, Bermuda and to advise on how co-ops and their take is, because obviously they are all part of ecosystems in their various jurisdictions, to be able to get um, the best inputs from them to be able to assist us with our um, strategic development. And so we've got two two great seminars planned with them. Uh, you know, learning experiences on Tuesday, December 4th, and Wednesday the 5th. And uh, they'll be meeting all sorts of wonderful people. And, you know, certainly, um, in a, you know, in the likes of Dr. Manley, we'll be adding them to our partnering um, base to be able to continue to see how they can assist Bermuda in its development. So are so they're coming down Monday, and I know I know most of the people you just talked about from the yeah. Cincinnati uh, group and, right. and Michael Peck from One Member One Vote. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're coming in on Monday, and then you're having seminars on Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, that's right. Are they going to be there on Thursday? Yeah, they will, and they leave on Friday. And so um, you know, so you know, we're talking about. Um, you know, Bermuda Community Foundation, the Center on Philanthropy, uh, Bermuda Housing Corporation, Bermuda College. Uh, we've got a few foundations and kind of real key donors to be able to, because everyone's looking to say, hey, you know, what's the value proposition? What's the impact? How can I, how can I make sure that my corporate dollar goes right to where it needs to go? And those are the conversations. Those are the conversations that we're going to be having. You know, what's going to create the biggest impact? How, you know, and, and certainly to be able to kind of sell and share the cooperative value proposition. Uh, you know, but you know all the unions, Bermuda Industrial Union, but you know Bermuda Credit Union, and whatnot. And so, you know, we're excited about that in regards to engaging them on our next level. And so, and 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 just real quick, we're also speaking with um, Jessica Jessica Gordon Nembhard. And so, on my way, you know, kind of going to comments to various training over the last year, I read her. I read her book. Did you? You know, collective course. I did. Yes. And I was so inspired, and I was like, wow, she's talking to all these fantastic. Um, you know, cooperators, um, you, know, you know, these early black cooperatives in the South. And it got me thinking, you know, we've got our own stories here. And that's when I went back to the largest and friendly societies and said, hey, you guys and ladies have never shared your economic story. Bermudians don't know about how these fantastic buildings and these assets in Bermuda came to be. I said, you know, our executive now within these lodges are basically stewards doing a great job, but they're stewards. They didn't put brick, you know, mm-hmm. brick and they didn't, you know, wheel that wheelbarrow and, and, <laughs> and, and, and kind of work together. When we've I got, know, I've got to go gotta and go. I want to get you on again because <laughs> we just, you got excited and I got excited listening to you about this history. But yeah, we'll get you yeah. back on again. Thank you, bro. Thank you so thank very you, much. Ronnie. Listening audience, thank you. All right. And everybody out there, we'll see you next 30 and live cooperatively. Thank you.